0: listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab episode 67. And today we're talking about how to educate your clients to respect your time. So stay tuned. Join me as we explore the strategies that you can implement to create and grow a business based on your expertise. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab podcast. This is episode 67. I'm your Thursday co-host, Tim Hyde from Winmore Clients, and as always, I am joined by the delightful Samantha Riley. Welcome, Sam. Hey,
0: Tim. How are you going?
1: I'm doing fabulous, although I must admit I'm struggling. My body hurts right now. Uh, the last two days I have been trying a stand-up desk.
0: I'm very impressed. Uh, I've had a stand-up desk. I don't have one at the minute since we moved. But uh, how, are you, how are you going with it so far?
1: i got to say it's painful. Now, I did see some recommendations that, you know, have stand-up desk – Keep you fitter, healthier for longer. Um, literally, my desk is on a couple of milk crates right now. <laughs> <laughs> to, see, <laughs> to see how it goes. And one of the things I didn't realise that um, I've now got to also then adjust the height of my monitor. Yes. Right, because I'm quite tall, almost six foot two. So now my monitor is that. On top of a whole bunch of books.
0: Yes, I used to have my monitor up and then I used to have something else on a box and it's, it's kind of weird to get all the <coughs> lights the same. And what else but, I did, I actually had to go to Bunnings and get like a, a foam sort of mat to stand on because I found that standing on concrete was actually more painful than anything else.
1: <laughs> That's it. I have had some advice that if I'm going to keep doing this and if I can get through the first week, it's, it's better. Um, I'm going to go and get myself. There's like you can get these rubber mats that are quite spongy. So yes,
0: yes. Well, I've had I've had the mat, and I can definitely say the mat is worth it.
1: There we go. Uh, so we will report back in a few weeks' time on how terrible it is to have a stand-up desk.
0: <laughs> Your body's thanking you for it.
1: And hopefully, it will. Right now, it's rebelling and complaining.
0: Um,
1: a lot but, but
0: what are we going to talk about today tim what's our episode about
1: uh we're going to talk about today we're going to talk about how to teach your customers to respect your time yeah but before we do we had a cool question now you had a cool question actually from your recent road show
0: yes and this
1: one was from kelvin mason who raised a really great question at one of your events yes kelvin's from buy invest, And his question was, how do you create leverage in your business when you normally have a really personalized one-on-one service?
0: Yes. And I think this was really great. And this is why I wanted to bring it up because it was actually a question that I had quite a few times on the roadshow with people saying, well, I can't provide a one-to-many service because every single one of my clients is different. My question to him straight away was what is it that you're repeating over and over and over every single week every single day and it took 20 seconds to break down. There was a few things that all of those people did. So uh, we were talking specifically about mortgage brokers and one of the uh, one of a great one of the things that mortgage brokers need to make sure that their clients have is really great financials and they have to show really great financials for a minimum of 90 days and that if their client can't show that then there's going to be problems with them going through the the loan process so i said how helpful would it be if you had a room of all of your potential clients that know that they're going to be ready to purchase a property in six months how awesome would it be if you could take them through how to make sure their financials are ready so that at the time they see you they're ready to go that is the kind of way or kind of questions that we need to be asking ourselves to create leverage in our business, not from leverage in a perspective of bringing in more staff or team members, but how to be able to service multiple clients with one delivery. So I think that was a great question and uh, that's a yeah. question that I posed to you. What What is it that you're doing every single day or every single week over and over and over with your clients that if you could put them all in one place and deliver that message once, what what could you do and how much time could that create in your business?
1: I think that's a really great point, Sam, that so many businesses might seem like it's really difficult to create that leverage because you've got a very personalised service like a mortgage broker or say, you know, legal advice or something where it's really one-on-one. But there's other ways we can create leverage too. And it might be, you know, if you're going out for lunch with a client, invite several clients together, introduce them to each other, and actually you being the facilitator there can actually start to add real value. Um, value. Actually,
0: I've I've worked with a couple of lawyers and it's amazing when you start really understanding how this works and you start to, you know, tease apart what it is you do, it's amazing what you can discover that you actually can help people with and cut down your delivery time.
1: Yeah, I think the important thing to recognise there though, is that we're changing our role in that relationship? We're Sometimes going to facilitator yes. rather than rather than just educator.
0: Yeah, good point, Tim. Beautiful. Yeah. So hopefully now, that helps you.
1: Absolutely. So Kevin, great question. And of course, if you've got one question for us that you'd like us to, to answer on the show, um, send it in to Ask Sam and Tim with hashtag Ask Sam and Tim, um, or just email us. Be honest, we can we can. Absolutely,
0: that we'd love to give you. We'd love to answer your question and give now, you a shout out on the show.
1: Absolutely. Now, of course, that's a really great segue into today's topic, which, of course, is how do we educate our clients to respect our time?
0: Yeah. And I think this is a topic that's going to resonate with a lot (coughs) of people because we're in this age where we're able to be contacted 24-7. And because there is such an ease for people to contact us now with Messenger, you know, or DM, you know, any sort of instant messaging on social media, with email, with text message, that because a lot of clients know that they can ask a question or reach out in a few seconds, sometimes they can expect the response to come back just as quickly. But we need to set our boundaries because if we don't have I'm going to say good work-life balance, although that would be a whole nother topic that, you know, work-life balance is something that I don't believe in as exact eight hours a day work and play and sleep. But we still need to have our boundaries respected because otherwise if we're going to be working 24-7, we're going to be empty, we're going to be burnt out, we're not going to be giving our best work, we're going to become resentful and that's not what we're in business for. So, yeah, that's what we're going to be discussing today.
1: Absolutely. And I think um, I think this is really important, as you say, not just to get this work-life balance but also get some control over your week and so that you're being more proactive
0: mm.
1: with how you're managing your workflow and how you're managing your business and, and how, and rather than reactive and just responding to whatever fire happens to be going on. Now, I think, you know, Sam, we've been talking about off air about some of the things that have been going on in my life over the last couple of Weeks mm. months. My wife became highly anaphylactic to tree nuts for her first 40th birthday. Um, <laughs> happy, happy birthday, Penny. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, my you know, my dog um, also became quite sick and had to go into for surgery as well, very unexpectedly. And, you know, in that time, if I think if I had not set the expectations with my clients about how they could get to me, how quickly I would respond, mm-hmm. you know, I would have had this, potential resent from, from my customers to say, totally. well, you know, why aren't you responding straight away while I'm dealing with some other emergency? And, yes. and, and even if I said, Hey, look, this is what's happened. They'd be very accommodating to that. But I, you know, we really should be trying to avoid you know, that conflict in the first place.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we can't give from an empty cup. <clears throat> That's right. Uh, so not only would your clients have uh, less respect for, or be resentful to you, but it can go back the other way too. And you know, I can think years ago that's how I was. And you you just don't want to be in a place where you're resenting your paying clients. It's not a fun place. <laughs> Believe me. Yeah, <laughs> definitely
1: not. I think also, you know, having this, if we if we're in this reactive space where if someone emails us or phones us and we you know we're responding that, to that straight away, you know, we our clients get used to that. And I certainly I know because of the other stuff going on in my life. I felt very stuck in my business over the last couple of months. I felt like even though the business is going well and I'm delivering all the work I need to do for clients and even bringing on new clients, I haven't had the bandwidth to kind of work on my business, Mm -hmm, on -hmm. some of the initiatives that I know I want to achieve, you know, in the next 90 days this year in order to hit my three and five-year goals.
0: Yes. And I think
1: unless we start to teach our customers you know, the expectations of how available we are that we can get in this position where we're always kind of responding to our client's business and never driving our own business.
0: Yes, absolutely. And that doesn't help anyone, so.
1: Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about some of the ways that you can do this. You know, let's, let's, talk, let's, let's preface this and say we do have to be sensitive to our customers' needs let's yeah. talk about some of the ways that we can do this, you know, in your business and, and, and if you're listening to that and thinking, oh, my God, I am just feel like I'm just going from one customer to the next and always firefighting for them. Let's yes. talk about some of the ways you can do that. And I think the first one is really when you onboard a new client, the first or second thing you should be doing other than saying, hey, thanks for your business, is really setting some expectations about how you will work together. Yeah. Particularly around that communication. What Absolutely. are your thoughts on that?
0: That's exact. I think that that is the very, very first thing to do. It's exactly what I do right from that very first email. Once a client signs up is, this is how we work. This is the expectations. This is where you can get your questions answered. This is the way you can do it. For me, I like my clients to put their question in a Facebook group. Because it means that if it's really important for them to have that answer straight away, even if I'm not available, because I'm not available 24-7 for every single one of my clients, right, someone else might be able to jump in and help them until I can get there or until (coughs) one of my other team members can get there. So my clients know that, that straight away, this is your first port of call that you can reach out in other ways, but this is your first port of call. So that onboarding is a really, really great way to set the boundaries and so that people understand right from the beginning.
1: Absolutely. I think it's important when we do that, though, if you've got a team behind you, to also spell out and say, look, if, it's, if you can't get a hold of me, you can get a hold of this other person who can help you. And I really love that, how you leverage your group because often when, you know, your other clients, <laughs> we were talking about leverage before, you know, your other clients will help answer that question.
0: Yes, and also how much does it help people learn and teach in that group? So there's so many win-wins in that situation. It's fantastic.
1: Absolutely. You know, and I think other people can even see how you're answering the problems if you're, if you're there and getting value from that. Totally. That well. totally. I think the second one, I, the one that I love, and, and I think this is one that people overlook a little bit, is the sort of auto-text messages that you have on your phone. Right? Now, if you are taking phone calls from your clients and you happen to be... You know, sitting on the toilet or in a (laughs) call with another client or whatever, right? Use the auto text messages on your phone and/or your voicemail to set some expectations about how quickly you'll get back to somebody.
0: So, Tim, tell us how we set up an auto text message.
1: Well, look—if I was to do, I mean, I'm not a phone technician here, guys, so (laughs) work on that. But if I was into going to my iPhone right now, and I'm sure Samsung has something very similar. I think we can do this, do not disturb, auto reply. There we go. There is an auto reply for do not disturb, but there's also the sort of the quick responses. Now, I can't find where they are in here off the top of my head. I know you have to look around a little bit. Um, if in doubt, just Google this stuff because right? it's, it's always online. But there, you can usually get sort of two or three different auto responses that if someone calls you, you can actually code that, right? So it's not just I'm on my way or thanks for calling. Set some other stuff around it, right? So I've got one on mine that says, thanks for calling. I can't, you know, I can't take your call right now. I will call you back in, you know, 30 minutes.
0: Yes, or within a a certain time.
1: Or, you know, in the next 20, I'll get back to you within the next 24 hours. If it's urgent, please text me.
0: Yes, Uh, I love that. Yeah.
1: All right. So, again, set some expectations around how quickly you'll respond. Now, I would generally encourage people to say, look, email is not an immediate, you know, response communication method. Yes. Do not get into the habit of responding to emails straight away, even if you're not doing anything else. (laughs)
0: Yes, and this is something that I learned a couple of years ago <coughs> that even when I do see an email pop into my inbox at 9 o'clock at night, do not answer it. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want anyone to know that I'm checking my email at 9pm.
1: Yeah, wait till the next day. Phone yep. is a little bit more of an immediate communication method and likewise if you're on Twitter, it's going to be a bit quicker. But certainly, it's totally okay to not respond to an email for a day or two. Yes. That's okay. Right. Yes. I mean, don't lose it in your inbox. Uh, if you're using Gmail, there's a really cool device in Gmail that now has this little boomerang effect. Yes. right. That you can say, hey, sleep this email until, you know, so on. Um, one of the other practices I've got into, if I know I want to respond to something, I've just, I may have read it, but I know I want to respond to it. I'll also use the sort of markers unread. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not losing that email. I'm not saying I've read it and responded to it. I'm, I'm, I'm either going to circle back to it or something in a couple of days' time. So there's some really great tools out there that we can sort of manage our time and, and communication. But also, if other than just not getting into email unless you're at particular times of day, I mean, so many of us have, have email browsers open and always distracted by the things that keep popping up. Yeah. But again... I think what you said there earlier, Sam, is a a perfect example. If you get an email at 9 p.m. at night and you glance at it and it's not urgent, don't be tempted to reply straight away because your customer's online doing work and they're going to reply straight away, then you're going to reply back straight away. And, yes, you're going to get your customer resolution. But what we're doing is we're setting the expectation in that customer's mind that they can always email you at 9 p.m. at night and get you.
0: And we've just taken away all boundaries. there's no right or wrong for the hours that you said it. I tend to go with nine to five just because, you know, that's accepted, you know, by so many people. I generally don't answer emails out of that time anymore. So for anyone that's listening, it goes, I've had an email from Sam (laughs) at 10pm and there are many of you out there. (laughs) I don't do it anymore.
1: (laughs) Look, I've done done the same and certainly, but it is something I'm very conscious of. Um, that when you get a lot of email, um, if you start replying to it on a regular basis, even if you said, hey, look, you know, that, that boundary setting up front that says, like, oh, you're going to get me between nine and five. Yes. You know, you're going to find that yourself, you're going to start, start to find yourself getting a bit of scope creep, yes. um, you know, in your time, right? And you're going to find yourself working all the time and not having that balance that we talked about.
0: Yeah. Yep. on. Yeah, and that's where anxiety really kicks in. We have plenty enough anxiety in business without anxiety of feeling out of control. So, that's yeah, right. totally. You're
1: just, just going to start to resent this business because it's yep. consuming everything that you are, right? Yeah, absolutely. And we all got intentions, right? Your clients aren't going, oh, yeah, that's fine. Right? And they're not necessarily seeing what else you've got on. They're, they're not seeing the fact that it's taking you away from your significant other and your, and your kids. They're not seeing that it's pulling you out of a you know, a social event that you happen to have with with friends or family, they don't get to see that. They just see you responding. If this is the social, if this is the norm, if this is the social norm that we're setting for our relationship, that's the boundary we're going to set.
0: Awesome. Scope creep you just mentioned, Tim. I'd love you to talk about that a little bit.
1: I think also when we've got scope creep, and this comes, I guess, back from the communication. If we creep our communication style with our customer, we're also going to find that we just do that little bit extra for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that little bit extra, and that little bit extra. And the boundary, it's very, and the scope cribs is an insidious, horrible thing for, for most businesses that can yep. really kill you and cripple your business growth.
0: Yes, absolutely. And it happens little by little by little by little before you realize <coughs> it. Gosh, in in Sam, things that Sam's done, number 247. <laughs> <laughs> you're not, you're not I did have a client that had the scope creep in every way, and it wasn't it, you know it, over the course of eighteen months, all of a sudden I was working at ten p m at night you know I was trying to get hold of them at ten p m at night it's not fun, so set the boundaries right at the beginning. these are the hours that I, you can contact me these are the hours that I can work these are the hours that I will reply to your emails and Actually, on this, I just want to say, just because something's urgent for someone else doesn't mean it should be urgent for you, oh, necessarily.
1: So true. So true. Thank there you.
0: are times <laughs> where some things have happened and uh, I know for me there was one particular night I had something terrible happen and, and I did have to contact someone, in, you know, with security, like website security at 10 p.m. at night and that was cool. It was a one-off. But some things that happen might be urgent to you and then not urgent to anyone else. <laughs> a
1: crisis on your part does not constitute a crisis on mine.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that this scope creep is comes in because we are inherently good people that, you know, want to get great results with our clients and want them to feel happy and want everything to go well, that often we will give and give and give trying to keep that keep that peace and making those people, those clients feel happy where in actual fact what happens is when you do that a little bit too much, it actually the opposite happens. They start to expect more and then instead of them thinking, wow, you know, Sam and Tim's doing all of these extra things, what they start to think is they used to do all of this and now they've cut that down. So it it backfires on you. It, it does. And it so often comes
1: from communication to start with, not certainly communication, because yep. it's easy to create communication. Yes. And then you find yourself doing that little task and then your communication creeps a bit more and then you do the next task, as, as you say, right? So this is, you know, this is where it starts. I, mean, I spent my professional career before coming into the consulting space in IT project management. You know, projects, anything from $10,000 to $55 million was, I think, the biggest project I worked on. And wow. it all started with the expectation around when I was available. And while not everything, if we're delivering products or services, you know, certainly come around and have a dollar value attached to the product, right, one of the things we, we often don't recognize in this space that we're in now, this Coach consultant space, is the cost of our time.
0: And I think even more than that is the cost of the joy in your life and the freedom in your life. And you just can't put a dollar figure on that. And it can sound a bit over the top, but when you're resentful and resenting your business creeps into your personal life, you know, and starts creating problems with your family, your friends, your your spouse or your significant other, it can tear apart families and it can send people into deep depression spirals. So, you know, without wanting to make turn it into something huge, if we don't, put the boundaries on the way that we expect to interact with our clients it can have detrimental effects in our personal lives
1: mm, absolutely look at I, I, one of the strategies that i use with my clients is that i've got time available for prospects mm-hmm. during business hours right so it's mm-hmm. nine to five if you're not a if you're not a client of mine you can only book into my diary from nine to five mm-hmm. monday to friday um and then i think Nine to twelve on Saturday. Like you, Sam, I've got lots of clients in the US, so that's still yeah, that's still uh, their
0: Friday, it's still yep. their
1: Friday for them. Um, clients have uh, access to a different calendar of mine, right, which has slightly out some available times outside of that. Yes, right, and I'm Same
0: jealous- as me. Okay. yes, I'm jealously <laughs>
1: guard my calendar. If I've got something on, I'll book it. I'll book it out in advance, so I'm not just going. Uh, you know, I'm interrupting today's you know Netflix time. You know, if I've got a social event, I'll make sure it's in my calendar so my clients can't be at that available time. Mm-hmm. But, but it's also not available inside 48 hours. Yes. So, if a client, that if they want to book in to do something, they can book in, sure, but it's not available anywhere short of 48 hours from mm. now.
0: Which, Tim, I'm going to play your little trick. You've done this on many episodes. I'm going to add a bonus tip in here, which I just thought of as we were speaking. I don't like people to call me uh, unannounced because I am. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't like to pick up my yeah. phone unannounced. I don't know who it's going to be. I always send people a calendar link to book in so we know that this is the exact second we're going to be jumping on a call and this is exactly how long we've got. So there's, we're setting boundaries of this is the time we're doing the call, this is the the format of the call will be off by this time, and I think yeah. that that's uh, another really great tip to yeah. to help you set up your weeks and your days.
1: Yeah, but also in that you know when you do the calendar bookings, a lot of calendar bookings is more than just find email, a- and time. You know you can put in what does it? What do you need help with right now? And use those additional fields that you've got in so many booking calendar booking systems to actually put some framework about what the re- what the resolution the customer wants yes. because it may be something that. You're going to cover in another group session later on, or you can say, hey, that's a bigger piece, or you can actually start to qualify and say, hey, look, that's a little bit out of scope, but this is how we can address this issue for you.
0: Yes, absolutely. Or point them to, to, point them to somewhere else. It happened to me last week. I had two people that both needed the same thing. I could point them to a recorded training that was sitting somewhere else, and we were all good to go. <laughs> and <laughs> <on the> phone. <laughs>
1: absolutely. So let's just yes. recap. On those, uh, largely, we we, we need to manage the expectations of our clients so that we're being proactive and being able to grow our business rather than reactive and getting pulled a million different ways Mm -hmm. and that we don't start to resent both our customers and our business and its impact on our work-life balance. Absolutely. Yep. Don't fall for the trap of urgency. Just because it's urgent to a customer or appears urgent to a customer doesn't mean it's actually urgent or urgent for you.
0: Yeah, and can I just say that there are going to be times where it will be urgent and that's okay. We can do those things. We are empathetic business owners, but it's not about being walked all over. That's the difference here.
1: Yep, yep. Set expectations as part of your onboarding and stick to them religiously. So, you know, if that means if you can phone me during these times, fine. If that means you need to book into a calendar to work on something, that's okay too. Don't respond to emails straight away and certainly don't respond to non-urgent emails outside of your normal business hours. Mm -hmm. And those
0: business hours are whatever you set. They're not, it doesn't have to be nine to five. I've got a client that works only in school terms, only between the hours of nine and three. That is fine. That suits her. So there's no rules there.
1: Absolutely. If you're in, if you're in Australia and you're working exclusively with US clients, maybe your working hours are 3 a.m. till, you know, 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. That's okay for you, whatever it happens to be, right? Yeah. Um, use the automation tools that are available. Now, whether they be calendars, whether they be autoresponders on your phone, whether they autoresponders in your email system, use those. Right, to create leverage, so that you can focus on the things that you need to do to drive your business forward, mm-hmm. and still help your clients at the same time.
0: Absolutely, fantastic!
1: All right, lots of stuff. Lots that of stuff.
0: Was, that was, and I think it's a really important, a really important episode, so that we create business owners and entrepreneurs who are happy, 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 happy. That's why we do business. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. I know, right? Why would you do it if it's not making you happy?
0: Exactly. But how many people are not happy? And it makes, it makes me sad. <laughs>
1: well, let's see, it's, it's really interesting. I've been, I've been working on a blog post lately that will go up on my site very soon. It's like how to cross the $200,000 threshold into becoming a million, bus- million dollar business. And one of the really interesting things I found in my research of writing that, pl- that blog post is that Almost sixty percent of Australian business owners take home less than fifty thousand dollars a year.
0: I used to know the stats, but I don't anymore. But it's a huge amount that don't even make the minimum wage.
1: Yeah. Why? Sixty percent right? <laughs> don't make the fifty thousand a year. Now that's yeah. that's take home, all right. That's not gross, all right? But let's let's not worry about what your turnover is. What's the rule? You know, uh, revenue is. Vanity, profit is sanity.
0: Oh, I like it.
1: It's <laughs> okay. not yes. mine. I yes, I stole up from. Oh, my God, what's his name?
0: Is that Mike McCallowitz? Kind of. No, no, it name? might have been.
1: It was off. Uh, I was off Dragons Den.
0: Okay, a lot got of it.
1: Dragons there. Uh, Duncan Ballantyne, He. Uh, it was his. His one of his favourite quotes. You know, Revenue is sanity. Profit is vanity. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. I yeah. Revenue is vanity, profit is sanity. So that sounds better.
0: Like, <laughs>
1: sounds better. Let's get this right way around. Is how much money you take home in your business. Right? No, it's no point running a million dollar business if you only take around twenty thousand. Mm. Right. You may as well be running a twenty thousand dollar business and taking yes. home twenty thousand. It's a lot less stress.
0: Yes, exactly. Okay. But part
1: of doing that is making sure that we set expectations with clients about how we manage that work life balance as well.
0: Totally. Great Perfect. episode, Tim some exciting
1: stuff coming up next week of course we're going to talk about how you can make more money by the weekend
0: yes because whilst we don't want to run our business like that all the time every now and again and we'll talk that's about that. why we would want to, but <laughs> every now and again, we might just want to fill our pockets in a couple that's, of days
1: that's right uh, well, look, and I, had, I had one of those this week you know just last week when my uh, when my dog you know went in for surgery and you know i suddenly had to have another six thousand dollars for the for the vet bill
0: yes you know yep. and
1: uh, you know six thousand dollars to materialize like that you know over and above all your normal expenses which you yes. plan for yes. sometimes you need to say all right i need some
0: yeah and Thank i can share bad. i can share plenty other uh, case studies there on the next episode jim that's that's right
1: We're I mean, looking forward but, to that one
0: absolutely okay. but what we'd love you to do if you got some value out of this episode we'd love you to give it some love on social media leave us a comment let us know your biggest takeaway And, of course, share the episode out so that your network can get the gold and the value bombs also.
1: Yeah, good stuff. Brilliant. Sam, thanks for joining us at the end of this week, everybody. Appreciate appreciate joining us and looking forward to having you back on episode, I think, well, 68 for you, Sam. 68,
0: yes, I'll see everyone on episode 68 uh, Monday and and I'll be back here with you next Thursday, Tim. And Thanks, everyone. Bye for now. Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor, surrounding myself with like-minded people, people who think big like me, who have a desire for growth and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community, especially for thought leaders and experts just like you and I'd love you to join us. Just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders Inner Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favorite social account. Just head to Riley.global forward slash podcast, click on your favorite episode and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.